lot of time on this show discussing how to achieve financial goals and eventually financial independence. And those discussions naturally revolve around saving, investing, growing our wealth. But as we begin to accumulate wealth and start inching closer and closer to financial independence, you know, we don't need to keep on accumulating more and more money. Instead, what we want to start doing is protect what we have and spend it in a way that we can achieve our desired quality of life. Things like low taxes, affordable healthcare, security, ease of travel, all of these things, which were never really factors in your 20s and 30s when you were trying to just build wealth, suddenly start becoming a factor in your 40s and 50s. And these are actually factors that go beyond what you can control all by yourself. And they are obviously country dependent, which makes it imperative that you take stock of where you are and where you will eventually live long term. But this is a complex decision for Indians uh, like me and maybe generally people in many parts of the world. It isn't easy to just get up and go and live somewhere else. You need residency or a citizenship and that takes time and a great deal of research and preparation. And that's exactly where our guests today come in. Henley and Partners, represented by Rory and Bhairav, have a long history of helping financially successful individuals or just more generally successful individuals figure out how to achieve their longer-term goals through alternate residency or even citizenship. And they're going to help us understand the kinds of situations in which you might want to consider such a move the locations that welcome successful individuals and how you could get started planning such a move. But before we begin, a couple of quick reminders. If you like this episode, please do rate it five stars and please follow the show so you don't miss out on any of the great guests that we have coming up. And if you need a recap after the episode, feel free to head over to crazytalk.online to read the full transcript. So with that said, Rory and Bhairav, Thank you so much for making the time to join us today. Uh, and maybe before we get started, would you like to give us a brief overview of Henley and Partners? Sure, Amit. Thanks a lot for, for having us. It's a pleasure. Uh, so my name is Rory McDade. I am a director um, at Henley and Partners in their Singapore office. Henley and Partners, we are the global leader in citizenship and residency by investment. So that basically means that we help high net worth and ultra high net worth individuals acquire a new citizenship or residency. We've been around for more than 25 years. We've got 35 offices globally. And there are two key parts to the business. Um, number one is private client advisory. That's the part of the business that Bhairav and I are a part of. So that's everything from onboarding clients, managing the entire process, A to Z, until ultimately those families come out of the other side with a new citizenship or residency. And the second part of the business is what makes Henley pretty unique compared to any of the other industry players. And that's our government advisory team. So we strategically advise governments globally in terms of creating, structuring, implementing, and marketing these programs. So you might be familiar with, with some of the programs in the Caribbean, for example, countries like St. Kitts, St. Lucia, Antigua, Dominica, Grenada. We were involved in the, the design and setup of those programs going back to the early 2000s, particularly in St. Kitts. It went on to be a massive success and the neighboring islands went on to adopt very similar structures and it now accounts for a massive part of their GDP. 
More recently, we advised the UK, the UK Home Office, on their Tier 1 investor visa. We also designed the most successful program globally, which is in Malta. Moving across to Asia, we're the official concessionaire to the government of Thailand for their Thai elite residency visa. So that's in a nutshell what we do in terms of both our private client advisory work and our government advisory work. Wow, Rory. So, I mean, I was familiar with your work for the private client side because that's obviously the kind of thing that people kind of get to know about. The government thing is really interesting and I guess it's no wonder that uh, you're such a respected name in this space because you're helping governments figure out what is the right, let's say, package or terms which will make sense for the government as well as for the individual. And then you're helping the individual work out which is the place that me helps them meet their goals. And actually, incidentally, this is a true story here. So I happened to meet one of your clients recently. <laughs> and uh, I was uh, talking to him about uh, Henley because we were going to have this conversation and I mentioned this to him. And he gave me really glowing reviews of his experience with all of you. So he's going through the process now, but he's saying that at every step, actually, he feels like he's been quite well supported. So Fantastic. Well, that, that's good to hear. I'm very glad to hear. Yeah, you, you should be proud of the quality <laughs> of your service. Yeah. So speaking of the private side, so I touched upon this earlier in the intro about people wanting to move for wealth preservation reasons of a quality of life. So is that really essentially the bulk of your clients or other reasons why people may want to relocate or look for alternate residency or maybe even citizenship? Thanks, Amit. I'm an associate director with Elite Partners based in Mumbai that serves global clients. Uh, firstly, I like to distinguish between a residence and a citizenship. Often people get that confused and mixed up mm. and uh, more specifically in the Indian context. Uh, over 80% of our Indian clients opt for a residency rather than citizenship. And basically this allows the individual to live, work and study and appears as one of the stickers in their passport. Some of our clients even have multiple residencies to fulfill different purposes. So one might have a holding company in Singapore, they might have a residency of Greece for a second home. India does not allow dual citizenship. So once you obtain a citizenship of another country, you would have to give up your Indian citizenship. There are various processes for Indians uh, domiciled here and non-resident Indians, which I won't elaborate into, but it can be easily done. Most of the times, individuals and families seek our assistance for uh, quite a few reasons. In fact, some of them might want to structure and internationally diversify their lifestyle, their interests, key assets. And uh, post-pandemic, the access to healthcare has been one of the most important reasons. Um, actually, that makes a lot of sense because uh, healthcare has been everybody's issue for the last two years. So Absolutely. I'm sure people in countries where, which saw like constraints around healthcare may now be quite motivated to seek out locations where it's been it's proven to have worked. Absolutely. And and in fact I remember an example, there's this uh, fairly elderly lady who had come to us uh, for reference mm. and she needed to get medical treatment at the St. Elizabeth's hospital in Singapore. And this was a treatment that was required every quarter and uh, because of the visa troubles, uh, applying for a visa she once some of the treatments got delayed. So she came to us, we offered a very clear solution to her. We gave her a Canadian citizenship, which allowed her to access Singapore uh, visa free. So she's obviously very happy. And between the times of her treatment, she enjoys uh, trips 
in Europe. So this is a really good success story example. That is amazing, man. I mean, <laughs> this is a story. It's actually like a fairy tale kind of setup. I mean, I wouldn't have imagined yeah. this sort of a thing actually to be possible. So it's yeah. it's really cool, very eye opening. Absolutely, and of course, our Caribbean citizenships are popular from for this very reason. They offer an unprecedented access to about 150 countries, either visa free or visa free. Uh, many large joint families come to us to either plan their estates or, or their legacies, us through probably uh, one of the through their family offices. Entrepreneurs come to us to expand their business. They want to set up maybe a holding company in Singapore. They're also looking at uh, wealth and tax structuring, investment opportunities, which uh, residency will provide, of course, travel mobility and also children's education. From sort of an ultra high net worth perspective, uh, a lot of people come to us for a second home in Greece and Italy. I mean, for this, they combine the international property ownership with residence rights. Nice place to set up a second home. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. There are cases where somebody is looking at personal security, privacy, if they've uh, faced any violence, persecution, or environments are volatile, uh, some industries are volatile. So they might want to have that backup and uh, live in a neutral country or have at least a residency in a neutral country. So safety for the whole family can be found uh, in many of these uh, stable socio-political sanctuaries. Yeah, and look, I mean, it's interesting because all of this is so topical right now. I mean, Absolutely. the safety element, the health element, these are all things that you won't have thought about earlier, but now are factors in, I guess, everybody's consideration. And so a service like this makes a lot of sense for people who are maybe in their middle age or something and beginning to think about where one should eventually end up. And also you've outlined so many other reasons like the business side, the safety and so on. So it sounds to me like this is more than you know like a part of a wealth plan it seems like a sort of safety net plan b sort of a thing absolutely that's the most compelling reason uh, sort of an insurance policy plan b as you said safety net basically to build resilience against any macro adversity that may come their way and it is sort of thinking for the future however before we contract with all our uh, prospects we must perform the initial due diligence source of funds is very important even the family members that will be included in the applications, uh, if any third-party remitters or benefactors have to go through this process. And this is required to ensure that we eliminate every possibility to onboard someone that we should not. In case the prospect or benefactor declare themselves as politically exposed or they have been declined a residence citizenship earlier, we go through a second due diligence, which must be done by internationally recognized third party. Right. And that makes sense, right? The same way that banks do a KYC to make sure they aren't holding money from somebody they shouldn't be working with. Same for you. So people are looking at this as an insurance plan, but maybe the wrong kinds of people are looking for an insurance plan. And you don't want to be the insurance for someone the, within court's baggage. <laughs> no, no pun intended here. So tell me something. I mean, you mentioned so many locations, particularly Caribbean and stuff, which were news to me. So can a person just move anywhere with your assistance or are there really countries or locations that they should consider because those places are more welcoming of such moves or maybe even more attractive from the point of view of achieving financial goals, wealth, business, you know, all the things that you said people are looking for. And also a uh, corollary here is, is this 
only something that billionaires do and can afford or is this something that regular people like me for example may be able to do as well right right absolutely topical and lovely question of the popular programs today are more evolved as our market demographics have widened earlier we had only the wealthiest uh, wealthiest of the forbes list as our clients but now the affluent also seek our expertise we've also started witnessing a sort of broadening of our program uptake so earlier it was obviously the very popular us uh, uk canada caribbean but we now also get a lot of demand for countries like portugal malta greece italy and uh, many countries have also rolled out talent based programs uh, to attract high caliber and promising individuals uh, which obviously come at a much much uh, lower entry point compared to our mainstay investment based programs mm, okay uh, so these uh, some of these examples are australia canada uk us so uh, these have also become a very popular option in short amit there are 30 around about 30 countries globally that will offer an investment pathway which will result in residency or citizenship and each of those countries tend to have a very different structure so in one country it might be an investment into real estate and the others you're putting money money into an investment fund in another you might be setting up a business etc etc so each will have a very different structure and depending on the client's motivations um are they looking to relocate are they looking to expand their business interests is this a holiday home as byrath said or are they just looking for a plan b Mm. Depending on a lot of variables, we would be able to sit down for a consultation and say, "Okay, this is the right program that would meet the objectives that you've outlined." In terms of from a wealth perspective, is it just the, the ultra high net worth? No, it is the short answer. I think if you probably looked at the industry a couple of years ago, it would have just been that affluent high net worth to ultra high net worth individuals um, who were able to have the liquid capital to go after these types of programs but it, it's really opened up over the past couple of years so you still do have the high ticket price investments particularly in Europe and some of the westernized countries but as Byron has correctly said as well and um, we're now seeing a bit of a divergence away from that particularly off the back of covid so there's two uh, very key examples um, that are replicated within that we have australia who have set up a program called the GTI the global talent independent program and what they're looking to do and what their thought process is is that they will offer an investment free pathway to permanent residency so no investment at all it will be solely based on the applicant's background and experience right. and the australian government have outlined 10 industries that are going to be key for the recovery of the australian economy moving forward so obviously heavily tech focused as you can probably imagine fintech and ai those types of emerging technologies and they're very keen to attract highly skilled individuals and from those emerging technologies and if the applicant does meet the thresholds that the government outlines they can get an investment free permanent residency so that's the type of divergence that we've seen similarly the UK have set up a very similar uh, program as well called the global talent uh, visa and that's becoming increasingly popular so in short to your answer no it's not just the, the ultra yeah. high net worth anymore it's a lot more accessible than, than what it once was 
um, and that's seen a big increase in interest from various clubs. Yeah, I'm glad to hear you say that because you know the popular perception of these things is billionaires in bunkers, <laughs> particularly in, in <laughs> New Zealand, I guess, uh, yeah. during during COVID. But it's good to know that essentially there's a lot of options available for skilled people, and it's not just about money. And that's really good to know. And since you mentioned Australia, I do know of at least two or three people now who in in the recent past have relocated or are planning to relocate in the near future. Yeah. So I guess that program is working well. Exactly. No, Australia have handled the, the pandemic very well. They've been quite insulated from it. It's a very stable country politically, economically, uh, various business opportunities too. So it's a great attraction for clients if they are looking for either to set up a new life in Australia or again, like the buyer point in terms of that plan B, holding it in case, what if the worst case scenario does happen? we can get our families to Australia and enjoy all of the benefits that that revenue Right. Okay, so thanks for sharing, Rory. And I was also intrigued by, I think, Bhairav, you were talking about Portugal, Greece, etc. Those sound like wonderful places in themselves, definitely good tourist spots. So what's the story there? How does one get there? Yes, the Golden Residence Permit of Portugal is very popular since it opens a very clear path. At the and it's a straightforward option uh, to citizenship after five years. Portugal is considered one of the most globalized nations, uh, ranked top five in the Global Peace Index. It does not require too much physical presence. It offers access to quality healthcare and education. I remember a client that had come to us with a very specific intent, which was uh, for their son to access the world's best uh, football training academy. So, wow. uh, that That's was, amazing. That was one of the major motivations just for them to select uh, that program or the other European ones. I hope the son was some good in football. Otherwise, that's a big decision to make to attend this institute. Absolutely. So, we did video calls with them and uh, the, the room was adorned. The son's room was adorned with all the paraphernalia associated with uh, particular sports clubs. So, yes, absolutely. Big fan uh, and played well too. Okay. Good to know. So, this is nice also. I mean, it's a Again, it's an angle that I hadn't thought of earlier because normally, like I thought, it's about wealth preservation and all. But you're opening up so many different reasons and possibilities as to why one should consider these kinds of moves. So that's pretty cool. Any other places in Europe? I think you also mentioned I think Greece and maybe Malta. Uh, yes. Greece, uh, of course, is uh, strategically located at the crossroads of Europe, uh, Asia and Africa. Beautiful tourist destination, member of the EU number of benefits in terms of safety, security, education, very good healthcare systems. Uh, and uh, the main thing to, to sort of uh, remember here is that a visa does not uh, allow the holders to be employed in Greece, but they may hold shares and receive income from dividends of a company registered in Greece. So that's an important point to remember. But the main advantage is it has a processing time of only a few months, a couple of months, and a physical presence requirement, which is mandatory in other programs, is not required at all. So this is one of the reasons why somebody just wants uh, to access the Schengen area of the EU. This is a really good program for them. A lot of uh, high net worth individuals, ultra high net worth individuals who would like to have a second home in Europe, consider these picturesque islands in Corfu and Crete, who obviously had red general turtles, my family and other animals, based on... Uh, right. One of my favorite books when I was a kid also. Really funny. <laughs> so, 
fell in love with uh, uh, Corfu's charm of, of obviously the book helped a lot and they decided to have a second home there but it also has uh, some amazing cultural attractions uh, the first Greek university was based in Corfu uh, the Philharmonic Orchestra first school of fine arts was also founded there so despite its small site it's also very cultural rich just to add to that, uh, in terms of the investment obtaining a Greek uh, golden visa, the real estate investment starts at 250,000 euros. So very attainable from a real estate perspective because I'm based in Singapore, Byron's based in Mumbai. You wouldn't get much real estate oh, yeah. uh, for, for 250,000 euros in either of those cities. Right. So yes, pretty attainable from that perspective too. Yeah, and uh, generally nice place. And I think what you're saying is you can't work there but it gives you the optionality. I think this would be a true plan B style setup, which is you have a place over there. You don't really have to go there per se, but if you ever need to, then you can. And in those kinds of situations, you aren't really thinking about employment. So I guess yeah. uh, it makes sense. Exactly. I think somewhere better before we had this call, you'd also mentioned uh, Malta as maybe an emerging location or something like that. No, absolutely. It's, it's extremely popular destination amongst our blockchain entrepreneurs and especially now that the recent uh, budget was announced and there's a 30% tax on the profits uh, of uh, blockchain companies, there's there's a third of interest in uh, setting up a holding company there. It's uh, also nicknamed Blockchain Island, obviously attesting to the fact that it's a blockchain-friendly government uh, atmosphere. It's also highly attractive to families that are considering a second home. It has excellent visa travel mobility. It's got the highest traffic of private jets, uh, the largest moorings of luxury yachts. Okay. Uh, and a family that had taken uh, Maltese permanent residence enjoys a particular property in the island of Gozo. The younger teen is uh, studying in Sweden where education is free and the elder one is uh, currently working in Germany. So that's uh, sort of another success story. Uh, that's come out of uh, uh, Malta. Permit. Okay, you said all the magic words here. First, you said <laughs> blockchain. I mean, that's already going to take like a million people there <laughs> just on the basis of that. And yes. uh, private jet, luxury yacht. This is exactly the whole billionaire's playground thing that <laughs> I was referencing earlier. But in any case, all these blockchain people, if they've been smart, they've probably made their money in the last uh, few months. So this sounds really good. And if they're really positioning themselves in blockchain, then that's a super interesting angle to market for Malta as well, to market itself. Yeah, most definitely. And we're seeing more and more of these countries trying to adopt a structure that will help attract blockchain uh, professionals, crypto professionals, and some of the remote workers that are now adapting their entire lifestyle post-pandemic. So it's not only Malta, we've got Portugal that have put in uh, some uh, features to their program, which makes it very attractive from that perspective. The Caribbean islands as well, also very attractive from a remote working tax efficiency perspective, if you are to set up a base there. So this is becoming more and more of a talk, uh, talking point among our clients post pandemic when they're reassessing the old nine to five stuck in the office <laughs> every day and they're looking for an alternative to that. Yeah. So it's interesting the diversity of things that you've outlined so it feels like there's something in it for everyone like if you're looking for employment you go to these places if you're looking for kind of a retirement lifestyle you go to these places 
if you're looking to be at the center of crypto and stuff blockchain you go to well malta or portugal and so on and that's really cool because it means that it's no longer about i have this purpose in life and so on and i can only go to this one place for that i mean you can actually live a fairly diverse or you can achieve a fairly diverse set of goals through this whole process so look i mean all of this has been actually quite eye opening and very educational for me as well so thanks for sharing this seems to be a lot of locations where one can go and the requirements aren't always financial which makes things a lot better and that's great news for those of our listeners who might not meet financial thresholds because most of the folks who listen to this show listen to money talk are people in maybe their early to mid career who are maybe just about thinking about this or considering what to do and like you said rory the world has become very mobile and remote first so they may actually it's no longer about retirement and money people could want to live somewhere else and work out of there um and many of these people can definitely demonstrate the required expertise to go to some of these locations that have an expertise a skill based migration plan so i'm sure a lot of people have been excited listening to uh, both of you so how do they get started well uh, a lot of our prospects have specific uh, requests and they come to us uh, they only have something in mind or they might come to us with a few shortlisted shortlisted options i'd be happy to share an introductory mail with a comparative summary of our uh, residence and citizenship programs and uh, subsequently guide them over a call i'm reachable via email on uh, bhairav.desai@handyglobal.com thanks a lot bhairav that's a very generous offer and i will i'll post your email uh, or a way to contact you on our website on the show notes as well so people can get it from there so okay. just before we close just wanted to summarize broadly what we discussed so one is alternate residency or citizenship is not just about wealth creation it's act for wealth preservation it's a good plan b or a good plan to create flexibility for people seeking lifestyle business related goals insurance against risk or just maybe a better working kind of environment it also sounds like there's a lot of places where one could go so you mentioned portugal malta greece australia uk caribbean even the us which finds its way into this list which is interesting and these are all options for people with either qualifications or money and go to the place according to what you think is your right way of doing this so really interesting and in fact you said that a lot of people come to you with a point of view already formed but it sounds to me like given the expanding requirements so maybe the pro, you know changing progressive requirements over time it may make sense for people to just come to you with an open mind and say this is what i'm trying to achieve now you help me figure out where i can best achieve this purpose exactly look fully agree to all on that um it uh, so many of our clients come to us with a problem and we have to have to solve it it's not about them coming to us and saying i want to go to the us i want to go to the uk i want to go to europe australia or somewhere else so it, it's just finding exactly what their motivations are what their plans are and then we will match them to a suitable program that would solve their needs and just to bring it back on one of your points one of your summary points um there as summarized very well it is just that from our perspective we see our clients diversifying their investment portfolios across various asset classes across various geographies and various other means but they still be sitting with one citizenship right so it just doesn't make sense 
So it's good to have options, it's good to be diversified, and it's good to hedge against any future risk because we live in a pretty uncertain time. That's the approach that our clients take, and they're the, the key reasons why it's such a hot topic at the moment. In fact, coming to you for advice makes sense because if I just know where I want to go, it's almost like trying to get a visa through a travel agency kind of thing. <laughs> Versus you have so much more knowledge about why you should go wherever it is that you should be going and in actually solution building versus just here's a ticket, enjoy that kind of thing. So thank you so much. This was a very, very enriching conversation. And thank you so much for joining us today. And for those of you listening to this conversation, please do remember to rate this episode five stars because this surely is a five star episode and do follow our show. And if you're interested in taking this further, feel free to get in touch with Bhairav who has very kindly offered to help you out with an initial consultation. And uh, we will provide his contact details on our website, crazytalk.online. So thank you so much for joining us today. We were Rory, Bhairav and Amit on Money Talk. So see you next time.